0: hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of queer Teen podcast i'm super 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 excited about my next guest uh i found them online through this amazing organization that honors a very historical figure in my opinion and they're going to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about that person so take it away
1: hello everybody i'm so glad i was discovered online you never know what you're going to find online right
0: that's <laughs> true
1: but but my name is richard parson and um I'm actually, I've lived in Round Rock, which is just north of Austin, about uh, 12 years I've been living here now. And when I retired, I wanted some place to go where I could contribute. And I have been volunteering in our arts department, our arts and culture um, department of the city of Round Rock for uh, 12 years. And uh, in that 12 years, like you discovered, me, we discovered Barbette and realized that we were sitting as I was volunteering in the arts gallery, just a couple of blocks from where Barbette was born. So it went from there and obsession took over and it is just fabulous. And that's just part of what I've been doing here um, the last 12 years. And this this past year, I attended a small town pride and it's a very conservative little town. And just to say the word pride and Taylor, uh, Texas together, most people shake their heads like, what? Mm-hmm. And I've, I went and I was just blown away and very moved and came back and thought, well, you know, no one else has done this in Round Rock, Texas. And of all people, I'm going to have to do it, <laughs> so.
0: Well, absolutely. Um- <laughs> Let's let's dive into who Barbette is.
1: Well, you know, this what? is the thing. I wonder if you I don't know how much you know, but I have learned so much and there's still so much to learn. It's just like Barbette is being reborn. It's like her time has come back because around 1895, Barbette was born in Round Rock. As far as we know, you know how these things are. Yeah, some yeah. of us don't, some of us don't always. I'll tell you exactly our age. <laughs> and we always t- tease each other about that. but it, by the timeline of his life that's that's pretty accurate. So at that time, Round Rock, Texas was like I said in another documentary, a dusty, dirty little town and with Texas? nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing in it but, but you know, dust flying out of, the, out of the road as you went by. And um, he lived in not a very uh, prosperous area, but he lived in a very, which is now a very historic area. And uh, Barbette was born Vander Clyde Broadway. Now I ask you, could you find a better name Vander Clyde Broadway I mean just the name alone and he was he was small he was tiny I'm short I'm only five four I think he was less than that but even more so he was um, tiny never weighed much so he was a little fellow and he was driven for some reason he decided I want to be in the circus he had seen the circus now, his idea of being in the circus wasn't a clown or anything. He wanted to be, of course, in a starring role in, as an aerialist. And uh, here he was just barely in high school. Well, there's no way you are going to be a aerialist at ninth grade or whatever it was. But I always like to say, and this sums up the very person of who Barbette was. I always like to say, He knew who he was, even though he had to, um, of course he couldn't embrace uh, being queer or anything like that back then. But he knew who he was, he knew what he wanted to do. And he didn't run away to join the service. No, you probably know this, but he hit the books and decided he was gonna accelerate himself. And he finished high school, I believe two years early. And you can correct me if, if you, you know anything else but if you look at the senior pictures he looks like they had all brought their little brother to to school because he's so short and they're so tall but yeah. not only did he not only did he finish early he finished first place because once again this was a kid who was driven to excellence he wasn't just driven to some i i don't even understand his dream i, I wonder often uh, if he knew how how big his dream will, really was, does that make sense or, or really how much of a dream seen, he
0: had? Yeah, like I don't, because we never got, I don't think, historically speaking, they never really spoke in the public, but like then it's not like yeah. today. So you don't yeah. really know, like, oh, this first time that I saw a circus yeah. in town or the first time yeah. that I saw this gorgeous woman walk by and then mm-hmm. this, and this oh, you, we don't, you don't know that. So you do know know inspired
1: them. Right, right. But it, it was amazing because they, they knew that they wanted to be a, an aerialist. And of course, then uh, he went to, but how, how could you refuse now? He's finished school, he didn't run away. He finished school at the top of his class a couple of years early, blah, blah, blah. What are you <laughs> gonna say? I'm sorry, uh, you can't stay home and do the chores? No, he, he went. He finally got to go and um, they told him that, um, well, you know, we've got, we have an opening. It was three sisters called Alpha, Retta sisters. They were the aerialists. One had in, been injured and so now um, she is out and they needed a third one. They said, well, there is an aerialist position open, but you would have to dress like a woman. And I always say, I can just see that little fellow going, "Bitch, please," because he not only dressed like a woman; uh, he didn't. He he superseded all of them. He he became a star. He took away the show. He upstaged them and became his own star. And and I like the fact that that was his stage persona. He was a beautiful. He embraced his manhood. In in his everyday life, but on that stage, he was transformed. He was transformed.
0: Really cute, beautiful, actually.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, like both as a
0: man, both as a yeah, like both as a woman. Yeah, I mean, I think probably because they were uh, they were like small in stature, so they could get away with, but and no one would even bat an eye.
1: No, no, beautifully dressed all the time, either as a man or as a woman, and then I always like. I always like how they finished the uh, the act, you know. But I'm getting ahead of myself because, yeah. as we as we, Tom, I don't know how much you want me to talk about it, but you oh can yeah, ask yeah, me all question. of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then I of course I'm just enraptured by it all because being driven and keep in mind he always he had to be the best. He had to be the best, the most beautiful, the most handsome, had to be the best. He became noticed. And someone said, this is great, but you can do better. We we want you to come to New York. And we can't find as much about the New York stint as we can about the rest of his life. But we do know that he was quite successful in New York as well. Now he's a solo act. And so that's when he or they decide they're going to be uh, not only a gorgeous woman, but swoop down at the end of it and rip off the wig and show, I'm a man too. You know, he never, he never pretended only in the air was he that then.
0: Never pretended. I mean, considering the time, although we're so strange in this world because there was times in history, specifically pre-war, like before world war two, that like, uh, we'll eventually get to Paris. Cause that's where he really took off. But like um, mm-hmm. where it was not a, he never they didn't really talk about their sexuality that much, but obviously mm-hmm. like uh, they embrace both sides of their feminine and masculine and anything in between. Um, but no one really, uh, people make such big deals out of things, especially today, but really yeah. no one was making a big deal out of anything because they were just yeah. astounded by the talent and, and yeah. how amazing they were. And, and, and that's it, that's it.
1: Don't you wish that's the way, don't you wish that's the way it should be? Mm-hmm. You accept the fabulousness of what you see. But, but then like you said, Paris saw, and they said, oh no, no, you belong in Paris. So that's where he's home. That's where he was destined to be, or they, or what? I get, I, I keep getting. Um, well, we don't know. We don't know because he he also did not specify. He never decided. He, he was a a show person, and yeah. I mean they they just eclipsed everybody. And and of course in Paris, that's where they they really were. I always tell the story that I read something about, um, you know how we have we're, we can go fangirls over people, and his fan base, he incl- his fan base included people like Chanel, and and Coco Chanel made a costume for him and sold it onto him. Uh, oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you read that part. Mm-hmm. That, of course, I always remember that. I mean, Coco
0: Chanel. I mean that. I think too when you put people in places of like, I don't know, like uh, I don't want to say power, but places of like pristine, like you're especially performers. Performer, I've, I was a performer for many years, and everyone always looks at you. I'm still in the performance industry. They put you in a different place because you're offering us a, a gift to people, and so they see you mm-hmm. such in a different light. Like. No matter what kind of performing you're doing, how do you do that? I can't believe you do that. I can never do that. Well, that's amazing that you could do that. So they put you this like on this pedestal, and uh, they were literally on a pedestal above the crowd. You know, like living and people like Coco Chanel was like, oh, it's like today when you look at the Met Gala. You know, they put those people on these pedestals, and they want to dress for them. They want to put them in their clothes because mm-hmm. they're going to be seen by millions of people, and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. I want that. I want to look like that. So, and they did it as an impersonator, of a, a drag queen.
1: <laughs> no, right, that, call it what it was. It was fabulous. And and, and that's, uh, uh, of course, over the years then, that he, we, they traveled all over Europe, not just Paris. Right. And, and so many of our entertainers at that time had to go um, to Europe, like, uh, what's what's the black one, you know, the fabulous black lady? And I'm always having trouble because when I go into um, talking about Barbette, I forget everybody else. But she was over there at the same time. It's like that's the place you had to go, and of course, then um, Barbette that he also or they were also injured later on. Yeah, and um, yeah. And and thing is,
0: um, went to
1: Hollywood then, came came back to the States.
0: Well, smart we, about it, actually. Like, yeah, there, I'm injured, yeah. so now I, they seem yeah. really smart at yeah. their trajectory as far as, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the first at this, I'm going to finish this, yeah. I'm just going to stay ahead of the game because then no one can catch up to me and be like, wow, yeah. I'm, I'm sure people were nasty, everyone's nasty, but like... Oh,
1: uh, oh yeah. I'm sure, but... but at the same time, uh I saw the movie um Some like it Hot, and I remember seeing the Barbette name mm-hmm. on the credits. meant nothing to me back then. I mean, I had no idea who that was, but when they it, when when they talk about um, having to coach Tony Curtis and uh, Jack Nicholson was it?
0: yeah. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you remember you read that part too right? They yeah. to do no- nothing that Jack Nicholson was hopeless but Tony Curtis was a blast to work with. Yeah. And uh, it, ma- it makes the movie. Now I want to see it all over again. You know like, it's just amazing. But eventually then of course as as is such the case of um Arielis unfortunately the same way he got the job is the same way that he lost his career was through injury. And yeah. Um, yeah, he came back to this area and lived with his sister in Austin. And um, his grave is just about a mile and a half from where I'm sitting right now. And we go and visit and put flowers and pride flags and things on it and just, I'm I, gonna, I, I just.
0: I'm gonna be in Texas in December. So I'm gonna, find I'll be in Austin.
1: you're gonna find us right you're gonna find us and we're gonna take you of
0: course oh yeah and i'm gonna take you to my you're gonna come to my show that i'm gonna be
1: there with oh are you kidding you know it you know it
0: um so what do you do with your life besides can i tell
1: you one okay okay let's get back to that let me finish up something with barbette all right keep going we'll go
0: back to barbette
1: too but yeah 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 before i forget because also I forget. But I, I was trying to bring it full cycle. So now I'm volunteering 12 years ago. And that's when I learned about Barbette. And then I learned about the grave and, and the whole story. And we have in our city a, a local legends award every year. It's an annual thing. And Christina rodowski who is the one who came from New York, was volunteering or I was volunteering and said, come here, look, look who we have in Round Rock. It was a drag queen and I thought, you've lost your mind. And it was, we all, then we started all looking and she, and she said, yeah, they're buried here, you know? And she's the one that nominated Barbette to be a local hero uh, one of our, and the thing is, what, here's why it's significant. It had been said of, um, Our town, well, when we had wanted to do something similar, but no one gay has ever come from Round Rock. (laughs) And we said, well, may I introduce you to Barbette? (laughs) And Barbette became a local agent, and she is on the list of our local agents. And I just wanted to let you know that.
0: I love that. Of course. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised. The
1: wonderful thing is, we found some, we found his nephew, uh, their nephews, and their nephews came to the city council that night and they were moved, tremendously moved. And afterwards, our friend uh, Blaine Conklin made uh, a Barbette cocktail because he's a mixologist. And we went to his, um, we went to where he was and he made Barbette cocktails and we drank to Barbette and, it's just a wonderful a wonderful celebration. And we, When did Barbara pass away? Oh, I think you were going to ask that. 70, something, 70, wasn't it?
0: 73, I think. I,
1: I think it was around that time. So nep- are, are yeah. her
0: nep- her nephew is old enough to remember.
1: Yeah, he does. He says he remembers his uncle cuz he cuz they're not young. I mean, they're Yeah. So, yeah. But he said yeah, he remembers his uncle before, or, you know. It wasn't. There weren't. It was just. Just he just knew his uncle, and he knew his uncle had done something famous or whatever, and the and you can imagine the controversy. Some of the families going, out, oh, no, let's you know, let's don't bring that up too much." But oh, they were minute. so moved. They were so moved that someone had recognized their uncle because they secretly yeah. had always loved their uncle. You know. And okay. uh, so I thought that was just beautiful. It was a very moving thing, very moving. And, and, they, and just the fact that we're talking, uh, there's been so much interest in Barbette these last couple of years. It's like uh, uh, the hundred years, is like we're now coming back to um, full cycle, like Barbette is coming back. And I'm just, we're just so excited because it is a beautiful, beautiful story. I mean, from that Gorgeous. from that era, wasn't that something? And those, can I tell you, those headdresses? I'm telling you, it was- I mean, and
0: the, that, so if you do, like, I don't know if you've ever, if you might have researched also like when there were um, some of the first drag performers in New York City in like the 1920s and 30s and they were black and they were impersonating men um, in these shows and the, oh gosh, what was the name of it? It was a really famous um, show in Harlem, and it was hugely famous. And it was all drag, it was all <laughs> drag queen. What,
1: it, it wasn't the Cotton Club. Was it? That was a different. That was a jazz club. Wasn't it? That's a jazz club. Yeah, um, yeah there's but another.
0: But yeah, so there's it. Just it's always been there, you know. And it's, it's like
1: oh, this has been since there. the
0: beginning of time. So since the beginning um, of time, Barbara's just part of the history. And there needs to be a movie. Somebody needs to make a movie. Like it just needs yeah. to be done. Or a musical? I don't know something. Something. Let's
1: work about. on it. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm surprised. Well, not, I mean, there's so many movies for everything else. So
1: yeah, it's it's time. And it's a
0: lovely story. There's no. Tra- I mean, according to the history, there's not like real tragedy behind it, other than obviously no. the injury. But like that's just because of part of the job. It's not like
1: yeah,
0: they yeah. set out to get injured. Or they injured themselves. Yeah. They were smart. They didn't seem to do any drugs or they were like, I'm a business yeah. person. I'm living my life. Yeah. yeah. Um. Privately. So, and performing all over the world and getting a lot of money oh. to do it and, and being very famous for it.
1: That's right. That's right. And I have a feeling there's a lot more to the story that we don't even know. And sure. that's, why we I mean, did, that's why we keep digging, right? We keep digging and digging.
0: There's got to be paperwork. It's got to be stuff in Paris. I mean, there has to be. I mean, I know the war happened, so I'm sure a lot of that stuff might have been ruined, but um, but I'm sure it's there. I have a funny feeling. So, sure. how, So where are you from originally?
1: Originally, I'm from the Cayman Islands, Grand Cayman Island, in the Your little ca- in the Car in the Caribbean, and, and, you and ended we- up in Texas. I don't know how. I <laughs> sure don't. But uh, well, my parents moved here back in the 70s, and we okay. all came because of my father's work, okay. and um, but never. And once you're in Texas, it's so doggone big. It takes you forever to get out. So I think I just decided why, might as well just stay. Take me eight hours to drive to, to get out of here. Oh so, uh, no!
0: There are parts of Texas I absolutely love. I have family in Texas. My mm-hmm, ma- my mother-in-law mm-hmm. is there. So like, my dad's oh, yeah. there. Um,
1: so oh, well, my, I've, I, this I've is been my there a bunch of times. It's my forever home. I mean, Round Rock is yeah. my forever home. I'd love it. I wouldn't go anywhere else. I what do you do just, with your
0: life other than <coughs> research barbette?
1: Right, <laughs> right now, I, you know, I've retired and um, I decided that Round Rock had to have a pride because I never had had a pride. So great. And because I had volunteered for 12 years with the arts and culture department, I felt a, a certain amount of confidence that I could have some backing. And sure enough, when I came home from visiting Taylor, Texas, I went and talked to my friend at the Arts and Culture Department. And they said, uh, you know what, Um, let's do it, go ahead and do it, and we'll we'll give you the big big plaza. And so, I mean, with nothing, I already had a plaza. Now I had to do something. So it's been working for the past year, and we're going to have it on June the 4th. The mayor made a beautiful, beautiful proclamation for us in in city council a few weeks ago. And he's gonna come to our event and make another proclamation. Our state representative, um, Representative Busey is is going to make a a resolution on the floor of of the Texas Capitol, a member resolution. He'll bring that to us. And we just have a lot of great um, support it's it's going forward. It's it's very exciting. It'll be our first one.
0: That's and, so uh, exciting. I lo- I love first prides because I've been a part of a couple and uh, and it's just
1: there's something you never about.
0: think. Oh, there's totally something about, it. and that's why they're still important. There's still not mm-hmm. enough of them in the places that need for them to be. And I mean, there's ones now in a place. There's a place one that happens in Cumberland, Maryland. Which if you look at Cumberland, Maryland. You don't think they're going to be a pride there, but there's lots of queer people. Like there's queer people everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. So everywhere. everywhere. And there's one, they get, they have a pride. My friend started, they did what you're doing. They literally did what you're doing right now. Um, in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, about five years ago, maybe. And it's grown and tripled and quadrupled in size. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. If you cause... build
0: it, they will come. <coughs>
1: Excuse me. I found that out. I thought, oh boy, well, if we just have a few people, we're going to say we had one. But it's become, we've had to stop taking vendors and stop taking it. No more.
0: more. Oh, I love it. Perfect. I know, right? I know. Please tell me someone's going to be Barbette and like host something or be on. Well,
1: that is, we're not going to do it at this pride. We want to have a Barbette thing, only Barbette. Oh, cool. Fabulous gala. You know, with maybe I'm envisioning drag queens as barbets, all kind of barbets everywhere. And, yeah, um, that's really neat. So, so I've got a big idea coming up after we get this off the ground, because Barbette is our like our um, patron saint. I mean, why not? Why no one else has, but we have Barbette. Why wouldn't we capitalize? You gotta on get Barbet?
0: a statue. I've, there's so many things you could do. <laughs>
1: that's right, and we're going to. Going and you to. will,
0: and you're, I mean, you're having your first pride, which is so unbelievable, and it's so exciting. And who would have thunk? And that you have to. There's gay people everywhere, and you just, I mean, that's what people don't. In Texas, actually, as horrible as your a lot of your representatives are, because they are horrible human beings. Um, yeah. there are a lot of amazing people doing a lot of great work yeah. there, and and keeping that state afloat. Thank God, there's people like yeah. you just like, like. doing.
1: Like, and my mayor and my state representative, Yeah. Thank
0: God, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. it shouldn't just take, as lovely as like Dallas, Houston, Austin, all of those places are, because they're cities and there's more potential for more like diversity and, and people, but you ne- it needs to be in places like where you live and That's more right. than anything, you know?
1: And my, my mayor said when he made the proclamation, he said, I, um, he said Richard and I have a lot of disagreements but we've been friends for years and that's our political differences aren't going to keep us from being friends. He said- They shouldn't. He said, I want you to know something. He said, in my city, we will not tolerate hate. He said, everyone is welcome here, everyone. And uh, it made us feel so good. So yeah, it's- The power of
0: humanity working together. Imagine Imagine that. Imagine that, just living in, Working together,
1: together to make our, our our um to make our cities better, make our surroundings better. Keep it will always will.
0: Life. It'll keep the quality of life up. It'll it'll actually create really good jobs for people. People will come when you have this pride. I'm sure people are not only not only from your town are going to come, but people from outside of your town are going to come because they're going to be curious. Yeah. They're going to be like, "What is this?" It's going to make the news. You know, you're going to talk to lots of other people. It's like and. There's, do you ever watch that show on HBO, We're Here?
1: No, not yet.
0: Uh-oh. You should watch it because that's exactly, literally they take famous drag queens um, and they bring them to these towns like yours and they meet three potential people. They meet three people or two in those three. There's always some kind of those two. If they're queer or they're like an ally and, and they perform, put on a drag performance by the end of the episode, but you're going through their journey within a week. And it's, but it's in like hard red, staunch town and they're in there and they're full it's hbo money so they got full everything you know it's gorgeous you'll be inspired and you'll cry the whole time and it's pretty amazing
1: (laughs) yeah i can imagine that they're having a huge impact
0: on people and it is most people are cool no one cares actually most people don't care if the popular vote was a thing in this country we would have a better country because actually people not they would vote for the, the right thing
1: that's what people don't realize. We are hearing from the loud minority. They're loud, they're obnoxious, but they vote. And this is going to be one of the things, because since Taylor, Texas did this last year, they have been, it's like a circle of little towns around here, all having their first prides. And and two or three of them sent representatives to our um, proclamation at city council. So we had to be packed the house and it showed us that there's so much going on around us and we don't necessarily want to be hitched up to the mega Austin pride because they, they're their own thing. They are like 400,000 yeah. people. So we, 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 we want the organic little ones and we're gonna to band together and we're gonna support each other. and. I personally want to find a way well, I just have to do it. Just emphasize that we need to work to um, educate our people, our community, that they must vote, they must be organized. We must take charge of what's happening because they're going, they're coming for us. They already are coming for us.
0: Hardcore right now, (laughs) really
1: Hardcore. And why? Because no one is doing anything about it. What can you do about it? You can vote.
0: Locally. You have to vote
1: every single, don't every wait year. for four years. Primary,
0: for, you have to vote for the primaries, that just everything. happened. Everything. Dumb and catcher, whatever it is. All of it, it doesn't matter. Vote, the vote. municipal, you have to vote for those mm-hmm. people because at some mm-hmm. point, those people most likely are gonna end up at the top somewhere. Because we voted, someone voted them in, and then they're like, well, I wanna get another position. So they're gonna to get to that position. I want another position. And it's why you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene that end up in the position that they do, is because no one no one actually did. opposed her. Yeah, no, no one opposed no, yeah. her really. And they didn't see but, it coming, and then it's too late, and uh-huh. then you're like, great, now we have a psychopath <laughs> in the freaking office. Oh. Uh,
1: but and on the other hand, look at how we're so fortunate we have a mayor who is supporting us. What if that had been someone who said, uh, oh, not in my town. You can maybe go to Oxford. Yeah, like that. of course. So it makes a big difference who you put in it
0: office. It does, and always and well. That, and, you know.
1: And that's, that's going to be one of the things, as the leaders, we're going to have a coalition of leaders. That's one of the things that I'm going to push for, that we must educate and motivate our people, our community now to get involved from the time they're 18 years old and to, to get, yeah. and,
0: You know, and they leave. I mean, the thing is too nowadays the education system is not great. So they, they fight they, they fight putting in the things that are actually could educate you and, and build you into the idea of why it matters to vote and what it matters for local government. They actually don't have economics. They don't have in those things that actually- yeah. They do, but mm-hmm. like they make they make it seem like only smart people can do it in high school. So you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't we all know? Can you stop texting me, Shouldn't you all know? Because <laughs> um, uh, they're dumbing
1: us down. They're dumbing down yeah. on
0: purpose. Well, they they're doing it on purpose. And they have been for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, for it. decades. Um, it's a tactic that's been used, especially during the Nixon uh, coming out of the Nixon era into the and into Reaganomics and all those things. It's just tactics, and they work. Yeah. They work.
1: They work. they work. Look where we are. Look where we they are. Work. It took a long time, but look where we are. We're about to. If we don't do something now, we're lost. Because once you lose the power of the vote, you can't. I mean, how would you ever get it back? And that's right. that's why that's why our community has got to be activated once again. We can't just be uh, lackadaisical. We, we've got you're doing to it now.
0: Though. Oh, you're doing it. I mean, it really gives me. It makes me do my. Because the work that I do is all. This is all I do. Uh, I do 50 I I mean 50% of what I do is this and I I can't stop doing it I can't I'll never stop doing it because I know the work that it takes and I know that the things that still happen like youth specifically you know and but full circle moment doing research and bringing people back into the the light of like barbette right like that is so important to be like oh even in 1895 to 1973 this person had a career being themselves didn't have a problem supposedly talking about it or didn't have to talk about it they just were living and experiencing Mm -hmm. what they were good at and they excelled Mm -hmm. at it and that's what people are doing right now but we need to do more of it and but we and but things like barbette you need to see that i know it's a fun thing to dig out and it's like oh my gosh she was a drag queen but it's even more than that it goes much further than that much
1: much bigger than all of us she There's was making so a political
0: many... statement without even doing, like... that.
1: That's right. Bad. That's right. And making making, making it the way that she wanted it to be. And um, the bravery of it all. The bravery of it all. I often think about, because not a big... And that little fellow, you know, he... he <laughs> I think about all that. I think about the bravery it took and the bullying, and we can't kind of forget that. I am sure there were there were bullies, you know. Being well, especially small, the circus. Like
0: think about the circus. Like, yeah, the circus. I can't imagine it being easy <laughs> to be in the yeah. circus, um, and and drag.
1: Yeah,
0: and drag traveling mm. in a coach, mm. I don't know what they traveled in, but they on a train and. Yeah. Uh, or a boat to get to to Europe and and then of course existing and getting the things given to you, but it's still not, I mean, I can't, I don't know. But there there's was probably someone in stories. that audience, there's probably someone in that audience when they took that wig off, they were like, he, or some little boy or person. I mean, like, yes.
1: Yes. yes. Mama, look, mom, look.
0: You know, maybe not <laughs> even knowing that, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's, what sounds, that's what's I so know. inspiring. So when you do this, you know, pride on June 4th, yeah. Someone's going to come to that and be like "I." they're going to cry and be like, I can't believe that's happening, in, happening my town. in my town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I just watch Rep- represent-
1: Representation is so important. Yeah, it needs to so be so important.
0: front right now. Like, and it is happening. I know we're really good at this ball game that we've yin and yang thing that we do in america but the problem is we can't keep doing that because we can't all of a sudden go blue in the senate and all of a sudden think, okay we have the senate maybe we have the congress okay now we have both we have two years to do everything we need more than we need the rest of our lives to do everything we don't just need two years. we cannot years.
1: ever let up you cannot let up because You've they gotta, don't they don't they don't and that's,
0: I, that's our strongest suit yeah they're
1: nasty. I yeah i don't have time to go into all of it now but
0: I was, I, mean, in that, I, it,
1: I, I was in that i was in that cult of evangelism so in the oh, 70s okay. yeah yeah Good i know the, the the books that we were were heard about they had the handbooks for telling you who to vote for why to vote for them and of and and the labels that they labeled people like you know us and and it was it was, a, it was a horrible and they had a plan and their plans come to fruition they've got they knew exactly how to vote from every category and we need to adopt that same strategy vote every time every category vote for people who we want to have control over our lives and we're giving them control if we don't get the right people and we're giving control if we get the right people so what is the choice you have to vote it's the yeah. only thing that we have going for us now you can shout all you want and write all you want and do it but on that that ballot box is where the power is. And that's and why
0: I say locally too. My thing is I always have these conversations with anybody whoever I'm talking to. I'm like, you think it's just gonna go by and like no one's gonna notice that some so and so has voted And just in my neighborhood alone. If so and so has voted, then they're not gonna do this and they don't want that person in this neighborhood. So they're gonna keep only that demographic And They have that power to do that. You don't think they all do all of that. But all they of do. That. They know everything. they they can do exactly what they want when they're in that position. So so we
1: people need to stop saying, "Oh, I don't want to get involved with politics." Politics is already involved with you. It's in our entire your life.
0: life. It's you don't have to yeah. call, call it something else if you want, but it's, it's call it what you want.
1: governance you need or whatever. you need
0: you need a government to. The point is, you need a government to like help. They're supposed to help us. We can't, everybody can't be at the top and lead. You know, like they're not going to do that. No one's, everyone's not a leader. So we need people to lead us, guide us, push us forward, lift us Mm -hmm. up.
1: Absolutely.
0: We got kind of a mix of that going on and not going on. So we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) We'll see what happens. It's all important.
0: There's two things I like to ask my guests at the end. I'll ask the first one if you could give any words of wisdom to my queer youth listeners specifically, what would it be?
1: Find your power and take your power. And it sounds kind of vacuous, but it just simply means don't give a shit about what somebody else thinks. And that was the hardest thing for me. And it still is at my age, wondering about, but what will they say? What will they do? Uh, They don't care about you. Do they ask you what you're thinking about them? Focus on yourself. Find yourself. Be yourself. Love yourself. Admire yourself because it's only you. you. You're the only you there is. So claim yourself and be yourself.
0: And where can they find all the fabulous Barbette information?
1: Well, first of all, you do like I do. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> but but because that really is the, the answer. Because there are so many rabbit holes once you start looking. And you go on this and they'll have a little thing. Go on that and you keep going. It is amazing. We don't... And, and by doing that, you, you will probably find maybe some books. Which, if you're lucky, you might find some kind of old prints. We, we find old... Um, newspaper articles. And people send us uh, articles from all over the world, really. And some are, some are in German, which were in the German newspapers. When cool. They were over there. Isn't that cool? But uh, on Facebook, um, there's a, um, a We Love Barbette page. And that's by Christina Rodowski is the one that started that. But I'm sure there are many other pages besides ours. But that's, it's just amazing. Once you start, it is, there's no end to it. And we're finding out, uh, we fa- let me tell you one more thing. How, many, how much time do we have left? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. A few, uh, was it last year? I think it was just before, you know, these last, cups since 2020, I don't even know what year it is anymore. Uh, I think it was before 2020 though. Um, we had a young man breeze into town and he, he had come to town obsessed with Barbette and we're finding that that's an obsession of a lot of people, but they had found the relative that Barbette lived with before he died. And um, no one, this person, this shows you dysfunctional families. The person that they were looking, that they had found was like, the outcast of the family. However, that, I think it was an aunt uh, of Barbette's. That's what I think, don't hold that um, as truth. But that person, Barbette had trusted them with a trunk full of their clothes from way back from the 1920s, 30s things, headdresses and stuff. And they mm. had kept it in the attic and wouldn't let the rest of the family have it because the rest of the family it was too controversial. They they felt like Barbette left it with them to keep. Well, I don't know how this young man found all this out, but he brought he found the person, he endeared himself, and, and you know, some people are just that way, so unassuming and so um so sympathetical, so they they just endear themselves to you in a genuine way because he really loved barbette and the aunt took him in and just like you know and they developed a relationship and finally said well in the attic there's a trunk wow (laughs) and we got some of the clothes they did bring us a couple of articles of barbette's clothes and then we could see how freaking tiny the little suits the little leotards were like amazingly small but we have some of the actual clothes
0: cool isn't that crazy That's so crazy i would have been like kid sizes
1: <laughs> they look, i thought i thought but this can't be they were kind of stretchy but still it's like what how can his torso be so but then then you realize when you look at pictures and you see him next to other people what a what a beautiful miniature specimen
0: but
1: i mean I that bet they looked,
0: not, uh, when they were in the, the sky doing their thing i bet they looked fast because they're so small yeah that yeah. that's probably why it was more like that's probably yeah. why I was so astounding to watch too because the precision yeah. was probably so that's quick right. and fast and much which faster.
1: Is, and which is why the headdresses were two or three feet tall to give more of a stage presence
0: i and didn't even know that thought, part i didn't I didn't know they were so tiny, because if you look at photos, that's not what it looks like.
1: You know, but really, when we saw those clothes, and we'd always heard that, we had seen some other ones, and we also saw, oh my gosh, we found someone found uh, like a 30 second clip of the, an actual performance. I think it may have been in Europe or somewhere, where they bring out, as like a curtain call, all the performers, coming out, and the last one, of course, to come out is barbed, because, you know, we have to make the entrance. And they swing out on the trapeze and jump down and with all these feathers and stuff, and then rip off the wig. And when you saw, you see how tiny they are with the rest of the people. here yeah, very, very small. Probably may have weighed 99 pounds. I mean, just amazingly.
0: That's so cool. I love that so much. So cool.
1: We do too. We love it. We love that you love Barbette. That's our Barbette.
0: Thank you so much, Richard. It was a great chat. If you want to learn more about Barbette, like Richard said, just, you know, go Google her. She's amazing. It's an amazing story. Thank you. And if you want to do more for the podcast for myself, you can go on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Queer Teen Podcast and become a patron of the pod. Also, if you want to know what I'm doing all over the world, well, just in the United States right now, you can go to QueerUniverse.org. There's information on the podcast. There's information on resources. There's information on merchandise. There's information on my comic book. So if you made it this far and listening to this episode, go visit QueerUniverse.org. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.